0: The college football rankings have dropped. UNT took quite of a dip, but Louisville is in the conversation these days. Cracking the top 25. What does that mean for the ACC in the grand scheme? Because, hey, Clemson still has a chance to make the college football playoffs. We've got Kenton Gibbs here on this Tuesday show to talk about it Unlocked Locked on ACC. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candice Cooper. Thanks so much for joining us today. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. You post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We're rocking and rolling on this Tuesday evening, speaking through college football play- playoff rankings were dropped tonight, and we are going to go over those from the ACC Vantage Point, what does it mean for our top teams and some of our teams that are struggling here to find a happy home when it comes to top 25 conversation, but more importantly than that, the implications of some of the teams that are currently standing in this top 25. We saw UNC take a dip, but we have Clemson, who is still having a fighting chance in college football playoffs, and then Louisville. Hey, where you been all season? The fighting Satterfields are doing what they know best, and to talk about all this today, we have Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Kenton, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling great as always. I'm happy to be here. Let's uh, let's talk some ACC football because football season is quickly coming to an end. And we got to talk some ACC basketball soon, which, you know, we, we were supposed to be a basketball conference. I, I'm not exactly sure. So let's talk some football.
0: It's funny you say that because I was looking at the Maui Invitational and I saw Louisville score against Texas Tech. And I know Texas Tech is a very good men's college basketball team, but Louisville only put up 38 points. I mean, my God, that's not, that's like a good football score, right? But 38 points for an entire basketball matchup is just you no know, shooters. There's no facilitate. Just, we don't have time. We just don't have time for that today. But another news top 25 crack, the Louisville Cardinals, the Fighting Satterfields, they know how to keep somebody's job on the football side of things. And like they're going to have to figure that out on the men's basketball side and maybe the women's side, the way things are going. But we did see Louisville break into the top 25, which has been a nice, change of pace for a team that was fighting for their coach's job. And the coach himself was trying to figure out where to go next. And to be in the top 25 without Malik Cunningham the past couple of weeks at full strength is really telling of where this program is trying to turn.
1: Absolutely. Their defense has been getting after it these last few games. And again, when we look at this point in the season, you talk about them. A lot of people will say well, you're, you're looking at teams that were riddled with injuries and da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, you you beat the state team that on their fourth-string quarterback. Malik Cunningham is one of the most dynamic uh, players in the country. He means as much to his offense as almost anybody in the country does to theirs. And so for them to be winning without him, for them to be winning with special teams, the huge kick return, which was obviously their first touchdown of the game, that broke the seal of getting into the end zone for the game. Yeah. This is a team that's figuring it out. Yeah. At the end of the day, I say all the time, good teams figure out ways to win. Bad teams figure out ways to lose. This team is figuring out ways to win, so they are a what? A good team for the moment.
0: And it's so great that you mentioned that phrase right there because this North Carolina team falls from number 15 to, excuse me, number 13 to number 17 in the college football playoff rankings. And this comes at the heels of a Georgia Tech loss, 21-17 to on the weekend. Normally we talk about good, bad, and ugly, and that's just frankly ugly. We can get straight to the meat. It's unfortunate that a Drake May program that's having such a strong season has been derailed Or we can argue that this is the reason why he is so talented and that team is on his back because to slip up right here towards the end is, if nothing else, Carolina football through and through. It's just very disappointing.
1: I'm surprised that they only dropped to 18 or 17, 17, rather. 17 rather. I'm very surprised by this because there are some teams behind them that have very good cases to say, hey, we might belong in this party too or you might need to consider us too. But, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to have an overreaction where all of a sudden the team that you thought was really good um, is terrible. But I just think that of all the teams that are ranked, I mean, the Notre Dame loss is looking better and better. There's no way to make this Georgia Tech loss look good. No way.
0: Not at this point in the season. And again, This is, you know, you got Drake May going to New York, whether or not he wins a Heisman, but it just, it's tough to make the case for him actually winning it because at the end of the day, this Georgia Tech loss is just unexplainable. Do you think his hopes are just gone now, or is there still a possibility that he pulls that award out?
1: That's, mm, I'm going to tell you this. The only way, the only way, Drake May has a hope, but the chances are slim to none and Slim done already dapped everybody up and said, All right, I'm finna head out and put the fedora on and all that. Now let me tell you.
0: Fedora, this, that's funny in this case. Go ahead.
1: This is the only, this is the only chance that he has. Yeah. Michigan, Ohio State has to be a terribly low-scoring game. Quorum has to be bad. Stroud has to be bad. Uh for the rest of the season. We're going Bright mm. not Bryce Young. Hendon Hooker being hurt helps. Helps. Because if Hendon Hooker was healthy, oh, I have no doubt about it. He doesn't need to win this conference championship. He probably would have been the guy simply off the fact that uh, you got to win over Alabama. You're averaging a crazy amount of points a game. You're doing really good things. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I mean, you're you're looking around at the Heisman race and this is the year. This is the year where you can afford to, to have a, a, a game like this or two. Not by much. Not by much. But if that happens, if Caleb Williams looks bad going down the stretch. Caleb Williams looks bad going down the stretch. And and this is the most important part of the whole deal here. They have to beat Clemson. Yeah. And he has to play well in that game. Yes. If they they can't beat Clemson 21-20 and he throws a couple picks and and looks yep. very mortal in that game. If they beat Clemson 51-45, something crazy. If they beat him and they put up a lot of points, he's got a shot. He's got a shot. But with that being said, again, things still have to go his way in some major ways. Because, again, Stroud is the guy. And it kind of feels like he's going to get one based off of even if he doesn't deserve it, he just is going to be given one because it's like he's been good for so long. And he's right there this year. Quorum is another guy. If Michigan goes back to the playoff, and I mean, let's be honest: as much as people love uh, K. McNamara, the boy ain't been a baller. He ain't been setting the world on fire all season. That the entirety of Michigan's offense has began and ended with. Granted, there's some K. McNamara in there somewhere, but it begins and ends with. um, it It begins and ends with Quorum. And I hope I'm not saying the wrong one. I, I I think J.J. McCarthy is the one that got benched, right? McCarthy <laughs> the one that got – okay. Yeah, so with that being said, he has a shot. It's possible. But he needs some things to fall right in his direction, and he has to go out and have a signature hide in the moment against one of the best defensive lines in the country.
0: And that's fair. And that's certainly something that we're going to have to consider as we roll through these next couple teams and talk about the state of affairs when they look at their postseason. But first, I want to remind you guys that this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. And we all know how easy or not easy it is to use that app. I personally find it. One of the most enjoyable because at the end of the day, if you want to go, if you want to network, if you want to have the best opportunities just meet some people from a career standpoint, LinkedIn Jobs has you covered. But more than that, if you want to post a job, LinkedIn Jobs is for you. All you have to do is get to LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people faster and for free. You add your job and you have the purple things called hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. These simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to by posting your job at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions do apply. We're rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack each and every day. You can find him talking about NC State and all the things that are going on over there. But in the frame of college football playoff rankings, we are focused on their ACC right now. We mentioned North Carolina and Louisville, but there's also that Florida State team that has found itself in the 16th position ahead of North Carolina. And I'm just saying here to myself, all right, well, welcome. Florida state to the party Bout time. Glad to have you in the top 20 position, but more than that, it's nice to see that, you know, we talk about Atlantic division a little hard on Monday. And at the end of the day, you got a team that's really rallying around and figuring it out. And I think that that goes, that needs to be said about Florida state and really Louisville as well, but mainly the Knolls.
1: Absolutely. And again, this is Florida state is an example of they are clicking at the right time. It's a combination of two things. Number one, they're clicking at the right time, but number two, Fortune kind of favors the folks who stay the course, right? And if I say the course,
0: do you mean the able-bodied? Because, I mean, people that are healthy.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm going to just tell you this, okay? Mm-hmm. If you look at the box scores and you take in no context, right? Over their last four games, nobody has come within 25 points in them. I'm sorry, Georgia Tech came exactly within 25 points. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you got 4116, 45, 3, 38, 3, 49, 17. Now, you're looking at one of the uh, a Miami team that you know Mario Cristobal is saying, come get your boys. If y'all, if y'all got a problem with their playing time, come get them. As if you know, this this man is talking to sixth grade uh parents after after <laughs> they talking about why ain't my son playing, coach. You know, that that type of deal. You're looking at a Syracuse team that again, historically. <laughs> Historically bad in this second half of the season, for one of the first times in the ACC, and I think this is one of like the first uh, five handful of times, if that, of a team winning the, their first six games and then losing five consecutively.
0: This is the best piss down the leg I've ever seen.
1: I, you know, and then you you look at Louisiana. You ought to be Louisiana like that. And the Georgia Tech team that again is Sims in, is he out? Is he done? It was he, a hokey
0: pokey, right? It's crazy.
1: It was What's going on? You you got a replacement coach. You got all these things going on. And what is the deal there? So this is a situation where they have gotten the good part of their schedule, the part that you really want to get to and be good at. Hey, they figured it out. They, like you said, they are relatively healthy compared to everybody else. They, they still got their starting quarterback. They still got them monsters out wide, the, the monsters, those six, 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 five giant receivers on the outside, they're doing what they need to do. And at the end of the day, you give give them credit for that.
0: A hundred percent. In the same way that we're having the conversation about Drake May, though, and I'm curious why we don't have that conversation about Jordan Travis and his, you know, production this season in terms of Heisman candidacy. And I'm not even trying to be funny, facetious. I'm being dead serious. Why are we not having that same conversation? Um, be just for those who cool. want to know, enlighten the folks because he's, I mean, he's pulling up numbers. The team's been doing great and all the things. So just enlighten the folks who want to know.
1: He, he shares responsibility for the success of that offense. Number one, mm-hmm. they have a, a few backs that are quality backs that if they, if their second or third best back went to other teams in this, in the ACC, they'd be starters right away. Sure. Their second or third back went to at least off the top of my head, I want to say at least seven or eight, they'd be starters. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Uh, second of all, the receiving core, they got, some, they got some monsters out there. They got some some big guys out there. Second of all, the, I mean, third of all, the defense has done things that Drake May's defense simply cannot claim. Multiple games consecutively of holding teams to single-digit points. In conference games now, this is not, we're not talking yeah. about you playing yeah. the the Southeastern Directional School for the Differently league. We're talking ACC football teams only got on the board because they got one field goal all game. But
0: Your, should Jordan Travis be punished for having good receivers and a good running court?
1: But that, and this was the last point I was going to get to.
0: The 17,000th all of, point.
1: <laughs> all of their biggest, all of Florida State's biggest moments of um, failure per se,
0: mm-hmm.
1: except for, or let me just say this. Against NC State, you gotta win that game. Mm-hmm. You gotta win that game. Their starting quarterback goes down. And like we even if you didn't know it at that time, just watching that game, they did not complete another pass for positive yards that game. That game was won until Jordan Travis threw one of the worst interceptions that I have like seen in some time. Um, in that game. So pretty terrible, yeah. You know, that that type of moment combined with all the losses i mean he's been good i'm not saying that he he's not i'm not i'm not one of those guys that's going to say well uh, the only thing that matters is is uh whether you're winning or losing and you can't get in if you're not one of the top i'm not one of those guys yeah. but what i am going to say is this flat out you cannot ask to be in that conversation if you are not a if you are not like the one a on your team to the point where like, you've done this week in, week out. And there has to be no moment where teams can point to you and say, like, all right, that's the reason. Unless you're, like, super electric. Like, mm-hmm. if you're super – if you're Lamar Jackson and you got, like, every time you're on TV, you box office. I got to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a different story, right? And Dominick Sue, when he was runner-up for the Heisman, or third place, I believe. When he was on TV, if you know ball, that's exciting. You yeah. have to sit down and watch because you – you don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to do something amazing. It's not really to that same level with Jordan Travis. It's, it's just. It.
0: Cool. Thank you for the edification. Now we talk and move forward to Clemson, who is the number eight team right now in the college football playoff rankings. And a lot of people are saying there's still a chance that Clemson could statistically, figure out the couple losses, this person has to do, 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 put all the math together. They could still be in the college football playoffs, the top four teams, when it's all said and done. It really just depends on who pisses down their leg towards the end of these matchups. If, you know, Georgia beats LSU, and if USC doesn't do well against Notre Dame, there's a lot of good scenarios we got going on here. But as it stands for you, a Clemson team that keeps figuring out ways to win, how important is the South Carolina game?
1: I mean it's very important. Yeah. If you're Clemson, you can't afford another loss. Period. To if you're talking playoff talk, you can't afford another loss. Period. That can't happen. Yeah.
0: That and you're coming out and you're coming up against a South Carolina team who just put up what 68 against Tennessee, figured out how to dominate, and good, now they're they're excited more than ever. And it's actually probably the first time in a while where this game could be competitive.
1: Good, good for them. Yeah. Um If Clemson, if if I'm talking Clemson's playoff aspirations, how important is this game? This game means the world. Yeah. This game means the world. The reality is this. Whether it's fair or not, the ACC gets no respect in the eyes of the rest of the nation. And I'm going to tell you this. Clemson, for all the things that people talk about them and what they have or have not been, and for what I've said myself about this team not believing in DJ and all that, this team is one that showed up again and again and again and just beat teams that, I mean, these are not easy wins. You're looking at uh, three three ranked wins on the season so far. They have a chance to get a fourth win, ranked win against uh, UNC in the ACC championship. Oh, and by the way, of course, that's the ACC championship, so you're going to be a power five champion if you win that game. But the reality is you have no more wiggle room. Just because of the ACC's, um, just because of the ACC's reputation, you beat NC State when they were pretty much at their healthiest. That yep. was that's a situation you're looking at there, right? You beat Wake Forest when everything was good and before Sam Hartman forgot how to throw the ball. Because let's just be honest, I don't know what's going on with Sam Hartman. I don't He's know turning
0: it around a little bit. He turned it around that Syracuse game. He turned it around a little bit. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just being honest. He did. Okay.
1: Uh again, this ain't the same that we used to seeing. Okay. This ain't the same. This never mind. We need gonna go there. Please. Anywho, anywho. But this being said, we're looking at a situation where they have beat Clemson has beaten some good teams in their bat playing when they were playing good ball or their best ball. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can only play who's in front of you. They got a bad loss. That again, that Notre Dame loss, all the teams that lost Notre Dame, it keeps looking better and better. But the reality is, because of the conference they played in, because of those three letters on that conference patch on their jersey, well, you're going to need to win out. And I'm going to tell you this, you even need to throw some style points on that thing. You need to dominate uh, South Carolina, and you need to dominate the boys in baby blue. Both of those games cannot be close if you want a shot at the playoff. Because let me ask you this, Candace. Mm -hmm. reputation wise who gets in first a two loss Alabama or a one loss Clemson Uh,
0: two loss Alabama every day and twice on Sunday we had a fun, fun fact from our Jason Santelli who said Clemson by 17 should be a good game when talking about the ACC championship there are plenty of people who are feeling like Clemson is the alpha dog without question and they will be dominant in the championship and I'm just sitting here saying slow rolls I think it's because of championship atmosphere, it's going to be closer than people assume. But for the ACC's sake in general, I would like for it to be a good performance. Like overall, I think we're in desperate need of a strong showing, just some good football, really, when it comes down to the last game of the season.
1: Again, it's it's going to be one of those, this game has implications further than uh, just this game. Because even if a lot of people look at UNC this year, and they say, this is a UNC team that has not only not beaten a single ranked team this year. They haven't played a single team that was ranked all year, right? So if you combine that with the loss here or a, a bad loss where they get blown out, then yeah. that fully reiterates that the Atlantic is toilet water and that <laughs> the division is going away, that the division is going away. Is going to be the worst thing that ever happened to some of these Atlantic teams. Because if we look at some of these Atlantic teams that made it over the past few years, it's like, now we all know that championship game should have been Florida state. We all know that, but here we I are. Thought,
0: now. I honestly thought you were about to say that the Atlantic teams were toilet water and the coastal was doo, And I really was like, I did not know where you were going with that. And I'm just no, so glad.
1: I try to keep, I try to keep my, my <laughs> defecating references to a minimum. But the reality is, again, if if UNC has a terrible showing here, it just yeah. reiterates the idea that the Coastal, y'all going to be in some trouble when them divisions go away. It's going to get nasty for some of y'all when them divisions go away. It's going to be some nasty work for you.
0: That's fair. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all covered there for you at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like Locked On ACC, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get to your betting fix. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is simply where the game starts. We're finishing up here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack, and we talked about our four teams, our four ACC teams that are in the college football playoff rankings as of now. Things could shift, but you know it has been an up and down season for the ACC as a whole. We talk about good, bad, and ugly a lot of times here on this show each and every week. But you know when you think about the Coastal and what happened in week 12. It's hard for me to, as a Coastal girl myself, to not be like, gosh, I agree with you, Kenton. I don't know what it's going to look like here in these next couple seasons because I look at the Pitt-Duke game, that's always crazy, came down to two points. I look at the UNC game, that was a head scratcher, right? Virginia Tech, you know, was able to pull out a win. Virginia is not playing anymore this season. There will be no Virginia Virginia Tech rivalry game and that you know is just what it is but overall the landscape of the coastal it's a la side. it's a deep exhale it's just a let's get to the end of the season and figure out what's next and as much as i want to be excited about carolina you always have to stutter step to the end or you always have to figure a way to blow it up and i'm i don't know how this nc state north carolina game is going to go when it's all said and done
1: oh let me tell you something I can let you in on a little insider intel right now, okay?
0: Please, local expert.
1: Word is word on the street is that um, the best player for UNC is going to be Tim Beck. Um, <laughs> he is. He <laughs> and his play calling have single-handedly yeah. mm-hmm. kept other teams in the game with NC State in games that should have been dominated. Right? It, it, mm-hmm. You know, again, we we look at our best offensive performances. And we look at, well, who got the ball the most in those games, right? You look at, uh, you say, well, NC state blew out UConn and what happened to our offense since then? Well, you look at the UConn game and the distribution of targets, receptions and touchdowns and you, you see that Thomas guy up there a lot, and, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know what there is said to, to coach Beck or whatever the case may be, but, mm-hmm. uh, or I don't know if, if Tim Beck breaks out in hives, whenever, <laughs> Um, Thayer Thomas is the number one receiver. And we we want to be very conscious of folks' allergies here, but he's just decided that mm, there's done getting the ball to your best player mm, ain't good strategy. It ain't a good yeah. strategy. So uh with that being said, I think that you know this defense again, it'll be the best one that that uh that the Tar Heels have seen all season. Uh, but with that being said, uh this defense will also um not be able to score the amount of points necessary, uh, because
0: this defense is better than Notre Dame? Yes. Okay.
1: This, i I'll, I'll, I've said this before and I mean this wholeheartedly. This NC State defense is a playoff defense. The offense has been so abysmal, um, we can't even properly, like,
0: they can't even do the best they can with what they got?
1: We, oh, no, 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 the defense, the, the team can do the best they can <laughs> with what they got. The unfortunate part is Tim Beck is de- determined to not do that. So, Again, I know. If I you don't want
0: to, I don't want to say I don't want you to say his name anymore for the rest of the season. You okay, are not I'll, allowed to say his I'll, name.
1: I'll hit a Harry Potter movie and call him he who shall not be named. OK, please. But, do. but I'm going to just say this. Mm-hmm. The, the reality is, if you combine this NC State defense with some of the teams that we've seen. Right. I've, I've said it a lot. Some of those Oklahoma teams that could put up all the points in the world. but They couldn't stop nobody. If You give them this defense. We may be talking about a very different world where the Big 12 has a couple college football playoff championships. We, we may be talking about a different world there. Um, yeah. This defense at every level has been amazing at times. And it's not until they start wearing down where they're on the field a ton that you start to see that. And even in this Louisville game where everybody said, oh, the defense just wore down over time, the defense allowed 18 points. 18 points.
0: Sure. Well, I think so. that if anything, I'm excited to see UNC be tested by this defense in, in preparation for what they will also see against Clemson's defense. I think that's going to be two really sound defenses back-to-back to where we are having this conversation about Drake May and the Heisman opportunities and capabilities. And if he can withstand both of these, then you make the case of why my, my young friend needs a trip, needs a flight to the Big Apple.
1: I think either way it goes, he needs a flight. I don't care if he completely. I don't care if he wets the bed in a way that we have not seen in some time. He still needs a flight because yeah. you can't name me. You can't. You know ball. You watch some ball now. You can't name me. Uh, how many players go to go to New York every year? What is it? Five. Four. Four? four. Okay. Name me four players that were more impactful to their teams all year long than him. I'll give you. I, and I'll give you Hendon Hooker. I'll give you him for sure. And I'll give you C.J. Stroud. Who else?
0: But, you know, I think it's just a matter of the way people don't care or pay attention to or give respect to the ACC in North Carolina. Right. So, like, whether or not I can name 20 of them, I think it's not. It's unfortunate that North Carolina just is considered a basketball school and whether or not this man has three thousand yards for the season. It's not going to get the same love.
1: Just not. I mean, of course, their schedule was abysmal. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So far, it has been abysmal. But again, there are two big-time opportunities coming up. And even more so than that, the reality is, as we always say, you can only play who is in front of you. And I don't think
0: anybody expected some of these uh, coastal teams to be this bad. Nobody expected Miami to be this bad.
1: Listen, I did not. And that is reflected in our bet about Duke because I (laughs) – Again, if you would have told me that Miami would just be like, they're not even limping to the the final stretch. They are crawling through the mud and the tears and the blood to get to that final stretch. If you would have told me that Virginia Tech would have found a quarterback that was exponentially worse than Braxton Burmeister, I would have said, no, you puffing those zooties. You need to get off that stuff. It's not legal in every state yet. I know that they just legalized it in the DMV, but it, it may not be legal all throughout the state. Stop it.
0: Our dog Ooh. Burmeister is actually having a pretty decent season.
1: And that's my point, exactly. Okay. He's having a decent season at San Diego State. You get what okay. I'm okay. saying? Okay. Like okay. Jack Chambers has <laughs> decent seasons at Georgia <laughs> Southern. The boy, Chase
0: Bryce, Jay Chase Bryce has a amazing season at App State. Like, let's talk. And something.
1: that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what these yeah. are different levels of ball. Yeah. There's yeah. A, a separation there. But the reality is. If if I'm looking at if I'm looking at uh, the the coastal and saying how did you expect the coastal to be this bad? Absolutely not. Georgia yeah. Tech firing their coach in the middle of the season?
0: Should never didn't start the season. That. Should never did, start the
1: season. Didn't expect that. I didn't expect a lot of things. And obviously, and and this is not to like joke or anything like that because this is a serious matter. Yeah. You cannot predict the tragedy that happened after. Sure. You, sure. you can't. Yeah. You cannot. And and even with all of those things, Pitt, what the, the the defending champs, the defending champs, and Keaton Slovis being this bad, I I knew that Keaton Slovis wasn't the guy, but I couldn't have predicted all of these things working together. I couldn't have predicted. And
0: if you guys watch the Duke Pitt game, you will. Please go back and rewind. I, I beg of you, watch the highlights because it was case in point of why Keaton Slovis is not the guy. He, it, he it was textbook. Hell no! Give me somebody else. Anybody else?
1: Again, when you look beyond uh, the the two teams in the triangle, right? Yeah. You look past the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils. You got Pitt. You got Georgia Tech. You got Miami. You got Virginia. You got Virginia Tech. That's it. That's it. That's now. Now, which one of those teams would you tell me if you put them up against the average Power Five team? Everybody's healthy, everybody's good. Jeff Sims is playing. Uh Tyler Van Dyke is playing. Whoever is playing. Which of those teams? You got Hartley in the backfield. You got all the guys back. Which of those teams do you say I can trust them to beat the average? If if the in the words of uh Max Kellerman, the the the, the, the aliens have the beam pointed at Earth. You got one game to win. Who do you want? Do you believe if you had to go one of these five teams or a random power five team for somewhere else, who you got winning?
0: Keaton Slovis has to play because I would pick Pitt, but does it have to be with Keaton
1: Oh, no, no, no. You can't pick the team. It's going to be oh. random round robin. You're going to get one of those five teams, and then okay. you're going to get a random power five team from another uh, conference.
0: Okay. You know, Are you picking we're in trouble. We're in the trouble.
1: coastal teams or the field?
0: I'm picking the field <laughs> every day and twice on Sunday.
1: I ain't even got to think twice about it. I need right. give me the feel, give me because you know the absolute <laughs> worst case scenario. I think the worst case scenario you could possibly get is like Georgia Tech against a terrible Big Twelve team, which, which like, is, which they, I now mean,
0: Georgia Tech would probably get Wyoming and figure out how to piss down their legs. So like, here we are because I mean Wyoming is doesn't sniff at either Montana. Like those random teams actually have halfway decent offenses. So you
1: I mean know. I, I'm gonna tell you this if we're talking other Power Five teams and you say well. Uh, Georgia Tech is going to pull somebody out of the Big 12. Well, who? Who? Because in the Big 12, the worst teams are West Virginia and Iowa State. And West Virginia took Pitt to the wire. They took them...
0: And they took Virginia Tech to the woodshed. But who am I? You know, here we are. (laughs) All right, guys. We can talk all day about Coastal teams and their struggles. But more importantly, there is still a lot of football happening here for the ACC as we wind down. Tomorrow, we'll have Danny Cannell talk to us about some of the best betting opportunities here as you go into rivalry week. So make sure you check that out. And then we'll end. We'll take a break for Thanksgiving. Enjoy our families. And then come back for Friday to get you prepped and ready for some good Good college football for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.